I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. In the right way. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm super hyped for Team USA. What a great run. Hats off to the United States women's soccer team. You capped it off. They're, they're like a legit dynasty now. And they like literally brought out that word today afterwards. And it's just such a fun team to root for. I literally raced home from church today to catch uh, the end of it. I might've been watching on my phone uh, in the car, Uh, but yeah, I just in the car. I didn't know you're going to admit to a felony. (laughs) No, I didn't say I was driving. (laughs) Somebody else could have been driving. And anyway, I just love this team was just such a fun team to root for and to be proud of as, um yeah it's just american watching this this team it's super fun i love getting i'm not gonna act like i'm some like super nerd soccer fan i'm not my wife obviously being from brazil she loves soccer and she when i met her a decade ago she kind of made me like instilled in me the soccer started following soccer some so more of national team type of dude. I want to get into club soccer so bad. So if you if you're out there and you want to convince me somehow to get into club soccer and or a certain league or something, please do it. I like want to go to play. Really Stop. No, just to be a fan. I just don't, <laughs> I, I just don't Why know. Why did you say stop? Because you're washed. <laughs> I am in the prime of my career right now. <laughs> um but no it yeah anyway i enjoy soccer so anyway i get really invested into world cups and you know i i watched the copa today i watched a decent amount of this gold cup uh last night and anyway i yeah if you make your pitches to me because i i have certain like sao paulo in brazil or palmeiras uh some of our brazilian listeners uh, they're more brazilian names isaac (laughs) y'all can uh, make your pitches of who I should uh, be uh, fans of down there. But anyway, great, great day for American uh, football. I said soccer day on Twitter and everybody flipped out on me. Guys, I get it. I'm married to a Brazilian. She says football. She's telling me, she's told me for years to say football. I'm an American. I just grew up with soccer. So uh, football is American football to me, but I get that football is, you know, is soccer. I understand it. it I got so many tweets about it. I'm like, did you really? Cool. I did. I'm like, I get it. Like, it's because of our vast international fan base now because of Luka and Porzingis. <laughs> that is very uh, true. Man, I also watched the the U.S. women just just dominate today. It was a uh, it was pretty much a dominating performance. Uh, man, Rose Lavelle, she's awesome. I love watching yeah. her play. She looks just like Rory Gilmore from Gilmore Girls, and uh, that makes me like her even more. And uh, man, it was just it was awesome. It was great that they they put the. Uh, the final stamp on that season, that uh, a crazy yeah. run that they had. Rapino scoring the goal on a penalty kick again. I mean, just yes, yes. More, so was it more so, and more? I think that. it was Sa- Sauerbrunn who had the header to the face, 
And I mean, what a warrior. I mean, she literally <laughs> got hit in the face. Blood was dripping off her face. She goes out, they play with 10. She comes back in with her head wrapped up. Look like she's going to like battle and Braveheart or something. And I'm like, I just want to go and fight for you right now. You're just a monster. You're a beast. And I just, yeah, it was such a fun team to root for and all that stuff. Super happy for them. And then the men. We lost. <laughs> In the gold cup. Uh, I am also looking to, to get into soccer. I want a premier team. I want a premier league team. That's what I, yeah. I was actually reading an article the other day about how to pick a premier league team because they're just all over there, right? Like I feel, yes. I feel a lot of your pain uh, over, over there when you try to pick an NBA team. And I'm glad that you guys listening have pretty much picked the Mavericks. Uh, but yeah, now I don't know. Like, Manchester United. That seems like a team that everybody likes. Chelsea apparently has a huge fan base. And do I want to just get on the bandwagon of all them? Like Leicester City just had that awesome run. And so, like an article I was reading said, "Less this is so much soccer." How we never talk about soccer? <laughs> that Leicester City just had that that magical run, and you're like, and the article said, "Do you really want to be fans of a team that just had the best moment in their, in their, in their history already?" <laughs> they'll like, Dang, they'll never a, have it again. Dang, that's a really good point. <laughs> When anyway, I, when tweet I, me, tweet me, and let me know which Premier League team I should be a fan of because I just I can't I can't pick, but I really want to, and it's coming up. I think it starts in August. So, hey, guys, just forewarning, you can tweet at me and tell me make your pitch, but I'm only going to be a fan of a Nike team because when I worked for Nike, we had all these Nike ties with what teams and kits that you know we would sponsor and all that stuff. But yeah, I just yeah I don't know. I'm not going to be a fan of like I guess Real Madrid because of Luca. No, they're like a powerhouse. Barcelona. Oh, maybe Chelsea. that should be the team. I know. Should it? PSG. I like. We can't Neymar say because of Luca. We can say it's because of Salah. Yes, because of Salah. <laughs> I like Neymar, but I don't even know. I, I guess he might get trans. Anyway, we're, this is way too much soccer talk. That's five good minutes of soccer right there, boys. Or sorry, girls. football. <laughs> boys and girls and couples listening together. Uh, our friend Mo on Twitter tweeted me and said that he, him and his wife was were listening to the podcast. And uh, I sent that to my wife, and she said that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Guys, <laughs> I'm just going to be real. There's sometimes my wife asks me to listen to a podcast with her. I'm like, no. Yes. It's very awkward to me. I don't. I... Like, what, are we just going to sit at our kitchen table and stare at each Why other? Why is watching a movie together amazing, but, but listening to a podcast together just absolutely brutal? I don't understand. I don't know. Let's talk, Mavs. We're six minutes into this. This is what we. This is what the people signed up for. It is July. This is what we do at the end. <laughs> That's true. We, we never do this at the beginning. All right, on the podcast today, obviously, we'll talk about DeLon Wright. The Mavericks did a sign-and-trade with him today, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the rotation. We'll talk about where the cap space stands, all the flexibility the Mavs have still, all the moves that they could potentially make. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about how DeLon Wright stacks up. We're going to introduce you to him because we didn't do this with Seth or Boban because those are pretty well-known players. You guys are kind of know Seth because you've seen him before. Bobon, everybody knows what you're getting in Bobon. And uh, but we'll talk all about Delon Wright today, um, as well as um, the Mavs' future and the rotation. We really want to get into the rotation a little bit today, and since it kind of seems set, the Mavs could make another big move, but we'll uh, we'll wait for that. So let's talk about that. Um, so Delon Wright, he gets sign and trade. He's going to be making uh, the deal is three years, twenty nine million dollars. So that starting year, uh, according to um, early bird rights, is going to be. Nine point two million dollars, which is an awesome deal. I mean, I, I, I really love this move. They had the extra seconds that they got from the uh, Isaiah Roby trade. I just, I thought this was just an awesome move for the Mavericks. 
Yeah, I mean, we'd heard over the past few days about them being interested in DeLon Wright. And, you know, you kind of canvas Twitter if you follow certain, um, you know, all of us follow a bunch of random different um, NBA people, a lot of smarter people than we are, uh, a lot of really analytical people and different things. And just to kind of see how uh, I like when teams get rumored with guys and you kind of canvas Twitter, not just fans, but the smart, like smart people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That was maybe spit up my water just now. That was. Hilarious. I'm including myself in the fan base of like we're not always smart, so it, it's uh, it, some of these like yeah. National... Some of us think that 15 million is is less than 12 million. Some of us think that 36 million is less than 30. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna go down this route again. <laughs> but Nick, it's like it's like it's like buying a car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's it was cool <laughs> when Dallas um, oh, when Dallas was was when Dallas was first rumored with Delon Wright. I got on Twitter and I seen a lot of these guys I really respect on Twitter. They were like solid interest, like that would be a good fit. So that was the first like good sign. Or like, all right, I, I it kind of reinforced how we felt about it. But then it came out that Memphis was probably going to have the money and they were going to match. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, crap. We got excited for nothing. We talked about it a little bit on the pod for nothing. And then, bam, this sign and trade happens and to where it was probably going to, you know, it looks like Memphis like, hey, I'm not probably going to match that. So let's just get a couple seconds out of it, too. And went at first it was they agreed to the sign and trade with DeLon Wright. And then we waited for the number. And it was like, yeah. what is this number going to be? I And I was sitting there saying, please don't let it be like 15. <laughs> because that's what I threw uh, yeah. out on the pod of saying like an overpay. If it was like two for 30, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, I, just, I, like, I like him. But then it came out the three for 29. I'm like, oh, when? Sign me up for that. I mean, literally under 10 million a year for the most part, right, you know, right at that number. And for what he brings, I thought that was incredible value. You sent me a text tonight of Kevin Pelton, right? Yeah, Kevin Pelton from ESPN has these projections, and he tries to project out how much value a player will bring and how much money that should cost relative to the rest of the league. And in his his trade grades on ESPN, he had DeLon Wright projected out three years to make $44 million. And uh, the Mavs obviously came in way like $15 million under that, which is, uh, you know, his projections aren't everything, but that's at least – what he was thinking that he would be worth and that DeLon Wright maybe got a less than, um, you know, less than market value potentially or less than uh, what he's going to bring to the table for his, like for his skills and everything that he brought the last couple of years. And so, um, yeah, I think I thought it was a great deal for them, um, especially and, since and they it, had the extra seconds to give away. The Mavs aren't just – I saw somebody today, I think Brad Townsend tried to clap back at this guy, but was like, why do we have to trade all of our draft picks every time we want to try to get a guy? The Mavs had the extra picks because of the Isaiah Roby trade. On draft yeah. night, when they traded down, they're they're at what thirty, thirty something. They went down to like forty something. That that's when they got those extra picks, and so that they might send those out. Uh, I'll talk about the draft picks that they have, the second round picks that they own. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, they had the extra ones to send out, and and that's what smart GMs do <laughs> when you're in that second round like that, and the opportunity presented itself whether they were locked in on Roby or not if they had a couple of guys they looked at the situation somebody wanted to move up for somebody and they're like hey we'll give you a couple seconds if you move down you know eight spots whatever it was 
And they took those two seconds. Now they use, you know, let's just say that those are the two seconds. They use those, you know, a couple of seconds, you know, a few weeks later to land a free agent that they wanted. And that's when you accumulate little assets like that that help you get, you know, these deals later on. It's a kind of a circle back to to a guy that they like. We talked about this on a pod a, a, a few days ago. Back in the 2015 draft, Dallas liked DeLon Wright. Coming out of Utah, he spent a couple years at Utah, came into the draft. He was this lanky, bigger point guard, really focused on his defense. And, and you look at a lot of mocks back then. DeLon Wright was mocked to Dallas back then, and rightfully so. It gets down to Dallas's pick at 21. Toronto picks before them at 20, and they select DeLon Wright at pick 20. Dallas then picks Justin Anderson at 21. Justin doesn't have a team right now, I don't think. Um, but he was traded but, for Nerlens, so he was traded for Nerlens, who was, uh, wow, we traded for a restricted free agent with the intention to resign him, and then he hit the offseason. And he took a qualifying offer. It wasn't in the bag. Are you telling me that that happens? Should have been in the bag for him. <laughs> it should have. Should have got that bag. I didn't know that 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 could possibly happen. You could trade for a restricted free agent, you know, and they could. You know, not work out, not sign a long term contract. I didn't know that was possible. All right, let's but, uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll say more sarcastic things about Delon Wright and about the fans' reaction to free agency. All right, Isaac. So Delon Wright, like you mentioned, six five guard, six seven wingspan. He was the twentieth pick in the two thousand fifteen draft. Um, in his first one hundred and seventy two games in the league, so when he played in Toronto, he shot thirty five point three percent from three. Uh, he obviously struggled when he went to Memphis uh, with that shot, uh, and he's been up and down. But he shot he shot pretty well the last time he was a full he was like the full time bench player for the uh, the Raptors. He's good rebounder. Also, you need to mention that good passer. He had those triple doubles against the Mavericks. Obviously, um, I think he had another one too. It wasn't just two against the Mavericks. He had three at the end of his uh, time with Memphis. He's also a great defender, like you said. He was a two time Pac twelve All Defensive Team. His only two years at Utah. And uh, I think he was the first player from Utah ever to make an all-defensive team, which is pretty wild. Um, but, yeah, DeLon Wright, good signing. I think he's probably going to start. Yeah, well, so looking at a couple of his stats. So he goes from this backup role in Toronto, and then he goes to Memphis, and he plays 26 games. He goes in the trade for Marc Gasol, and he comes over with Valanciunas and DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright steps into that uh, start. He started 11 games of those 26, but he – Point is, he stepped into this expanded role in Memphis, in which he averaged 30 minutes a game in Memphis. So then you look at his his stat line. You mentioned his rebounding last year. Okay, in those 26 games, I want, I'm just going to use those 26 games because that's when his minutes went up to 30. So you kind of get a when sometimes when people throw out there the per 36 numbers for you know guys that play a limited amount of minutes, you kind of try to project or project some of that. DeLon Wright, he gets put in those 30 minutes a game. So let's look at the, that stat line that he put up. He averaged a little over five rebounds a game. If you look across the league last year of six, five guys and under who averaged five rebounds a game for the entire season, there were only 10 guys who did that across the league. So obviously he did it in 26 games, but he wasn't a part of that because he only you know did that in the 26 games he was with Memphis. But it kind of gives you a glimpse too of like he does bring you that rebounding at the spot. If you look at his overall stat line in those 26 games, he averaged 12 points, five rebounds, five assists, and one steal in those 26 games with Memphis in that expanded role. Of <laughs> I just put that that straight 
um, stat line right there into season finder for how many players in the league last year averaged at least 12 points, five rebounds, five assists, and one steal a game. And I put that in there. There's only 12 people. I'm going to read them off real quick, the 12 people who did that. James Harden, Giannis, Jokic, Steph Curry, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Bradley Bill, LeBron, Westbrook, DeRozan, Luka, and Oladipo. Those were pretty dang good names. So he's as good as all of them. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to say that. Somebody's saying, oh, you're trying to, you're reaching too far. No, I'm trying to say, look at the, look at what he put up in the expanded role that he had in Memphis. He, he compliments this team. And, you know, when we look at Luca, what was our biggest question marks with Kimba Walker if they brought Kimba in? Defense, um, age. And like offensive fit. Like, you know, how, you know, like as far as. all away from Luca, yeah. DeLon Wright is kind of the opposite of that, right? He he's not the defensive question mark. He's not going to take steal, you know, he's not going to take you know steal shots away from, you know, from Luka. He and he's 27 years old. So I, I'm not trying to, you know, obviously we would take Kemba in a heartbeat, but I'm trying to give a different perspective of of the fit is there. The biggest question mark is obviously the shot. Like we get that. I mean, a career thirty-three percent, you know, shooter from three. But like Nick said, in his last year in Toronto, last season, you know, not counting this past season, but last season, you know, he shot what thirty-six percent from three. That's huge. I mean, that. I mean, that's big. T- that's what we would love for him to be at because you want him to take the the catch and shoot shots. I tweeted out a synergy stat today of his catch and shoot shots of unguarded shots. He shot that. You know, it was excellent when he was at Memphis. That's what we need him to take. We don't need him to take off the dribble shots and all that stuff. We need him to be a respectable catch and shoot. Hey, you just hit the open shot because his defense, his rebounding, his craftiness, all of that fits alongside Luka perfectly. Yes, exactly. If the Mavericks could combine two players to make perfect players, they would combine DeLon Wright and Seth Curry. <laughs> and Seth Curry, yes. And Tim Hardaway, or they would, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith and Ryan Brokoff. <laughs> they could combine those four players uh, to make two amazing, perfect pl- perfect role players. It would be them. Uh, but they're, they're getting a skill set that they didn't have before. We were worried about this. We were, we were talking the other day, like, who's going to start for the Mavericks? It feels like they needed a guy that can start, that can guard guards. <laughs> Who else is going to guard guards on this team? So yeah. they got that guy. We're excited about it. And we think the contract is fair too. Three years, 29. Here's what other guards got that were uh, that signed three-year mm. deals this summer. George Hill signed the exact same deal in Milwaukee. Three years, $29 million. George Hill's what, pretty like good. 15 years older? But he's, yeah, he's, he's a lot older. Uh, and he's been like cast off some teams too. Uh, he's had his, his moments where he just didn't show up very much. Thomas Sadoransky, uh, three years, $30 million, and that signed and trade with the uh, the Bulls. Would you rather have Sadoransky or DeLon Wright? I feel like that was kind of a, a topic today. Sadoransky, 6'7". Sorry, I just they, the news just came out about Tyus Jones for Memphis, mm-hmm. and it looks like Memphis just straight up chose Tyus Jones over DeLon Wright. So. I like Tyus Jones. I do too, but I like DeLon Wright for Dallas more. I like him more for Dallas better too. Yeah. Anyway, keep on going. Sorry, uh, would sorry. you rather have Sadoransky or would you rather have DeLon Wright? That, That's a tough one. I think what, I, might, I what, might rather have Sadoransky. Why are you asking me that question? I'm just saying. I'm just pointing Sad, out. Sadoransky, yes. I mean, he, he shoots 40% from three. and He's 6'7". He gives you, 
Yeah, he gives you a lot of that versatility also. So, But I, I like DeLon Wright. Though. But it's a favorable deal anyway. Corey Joseph, three years, $37 million. I'd rather have DeLon Wright than Corey Joseph, especially for the Mavericks. Uh, especially for that price tag, absolutely. Patrick Beverly took a three-year, $40 million deal. That was a discount, though, that he, he mentioned. Um, Ricky Rubio, three years, $51 million. So now, now we're talking like this is $21 million over the course of three years more than what DeLon Wright got. <laughs> Yeah, I tweeted out the today. same number of years. Yeah, I tweeted out the uh, comparing Delon Wright, Rubio, and Corey Joseph, and I got a couple people that said, "Yeah, but those two guys are better than Delon Wright." I'm sorry, but I'm fairly confident to say Delon Wright's better than Corey Joseph. I would take Delon Wright over Corey Joseph. Um, Rubio, to each their own. You know, there's things about Rubio that's better than Delon Wright, but I take Delon Wright's defense, like his hair. Wright. His hair and his tattoos. And here's the big one. Terry Rogier, three years, $58 million. I would rather have DeLon Wright than Terry Rogier. I think Terry Rogier, DeLon Wright is a, a, a less brand, a less brand positive Terry Rogier. I feel like yes. Terry Rogier, Rogier got, is two years younger. He, he's a little younger. He got lots of publicity with the, the Boston Celtics, that was a you know huge story. He had those big moments in the playoffs, but DeLon Wright has had big moments in the playoffs too. Yeah. With the Raptors, just nobody really talked about it as much. And uh then obviously the Kyrie thing with him and he got pushed to the bench and like last year he averaged like six points a game. <laughs> and now they're the Hornets are giving him this huge deal to become this this you know high volume usage point guard for him. And I just ugh, I don't like that deal at all. I think that was the worst deal of the summer. Yes, probably. I, I guess I so. went. I did a video of the worst deals, and I think that was the worst deal handed out. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I mean, he is two years younger than Delon Wright, but yeah, that was the best, you know, worst deal that I didn't put him. In, I put him in with, comparing him to Joseph and Rubio because of the same around the same age. Here's something that will, might trip you out, might not. Delon Wright is younger than Seth Curry, but older than Harrison Barnes. What? He's younger than Seth Curry and older than Harrison Barnes? DeLon Wright was born on April 26, 1992. Harrison Barnes was born in May 30th, 1992. He's right in there. <laughs> so he's he's like a month older than Harrison Barnes. That's weird. How does that make you feel? Does that... I don't know. Seth Curry is older than we all thought. <laughs> yes. Right? He's younger than Seth Curry and older than Harrison Barnes. It's weird. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> you maybe just double check and question everything. Oh, did, is that why saying. you paused and had to double check it? <laughs> yeah, because I researched it and then you made me think that I was wrong. It just so sounds then I was like, crazy really? to me, but I, like Harrison Barnes still is young. Um, and we need to have a conversation eventually about Harrison Barnes and this whole offseason. But, but getting DeLon right, I think, was is going to be a good fit. It's a good deal. Uh, now, at this point, the Mavericks have uh, $14.6 million in cap space. Oh, the picks, by the way. So, the Mavericks, um, their pick, their second-round pick in 2020 is gone. <laughs> it's, it's, like, sent to all these different teams. It has all these different protections on it that it'll send out to all these different teams. So, it's gone. Uh, in 2021, they have their own pick in the second round as well as Portland's pick in the second round. In 2022, they have their own. Uh, and then in 2023, they have their own and Miami's pick. And then in 2024, they have their own. 
And then in 2025, they have their own. Um, but if the Mavericks first round pick hasn't conveyed to New York, it'll go to them. Um, and then in 2026, they have their own. So those extra picks from Portland and Miami in 2021-23, those could be the ones that end up going out. Other than that, the Mavericks pretty much have yeah. their own second round picks for the rest of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we go back to the rotation? We haven't gotten to the rotation yet. So the uh, the Mavericks rotation right now. Or how we think it, it, it could be. How I think out. it will go is I think that the, I think the only thing that is in question is the starting guards. Um, I think the only one's the fi- is, is the fifth spot, in my opinion. So we have we have Porzingis, we have uh, Dwight Powell starting at center, we have yeah. Doncic starting somewhere, a wing or a guard, yeah, depending wherever. on who you uh, who you ask, pretty much. Uh, and then we, I think we all think that Delon Wright is going to start now. I just think that he yes. he fits so well. Uh, it just feels like that's where they're going to going to slide him in. Yeah, I, I think that I think for now that's the four I'm going to go with, and, and it's important to think about it this way too. Dallas has been very clear on they want to get to this positionless basketball. I think Brad even tweeted about it today. So when a lot of us are trying to project this rotation right now, like, well, who's the point guard spot? Who's the one? Who's the two? And all this stuff, you kind of got to just throw that out the window. Like, what? Well, okay, well, if Delon's a, a one, I thought Luca's the one. Like, just forget all of that especially when you get through one through three. So what? who's the other wings that are going to play alongside Luka? We pencil in DeLon Wright because he, he immediately steps in as your defender. Like Nick said a little bit ago, we were questioning who's going to guard the Kyries of the world. And we use Kyrie, but you can fill in the blank. I mean, that this is the spot in the league right now from Lillard to Steph Curry to Kyrie to D'Angelo Russell. You could go down the line of all the top guards in the league. Were they comfortable? Are you comfortable rolling with Seth Curry guarding those guys at all times? I don't know. I, I want to say no, but I, I, that's where DeLon Wright steps in. That's where DeLon Wright steps in and takes it takes these primary defensive assignments of all of these guys, and that's where he has to be respectful from the three-point shot that you hope he can develop. <laughs> it's alongside gotta, of gotta them. respectful. It's alongside of them that that's where the question is. I've seen different Mavs fans debating today. Some people think Seth's going to start with DeLon Wright in that backcourt. Some people think uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Some people think Justin Jackson. I think it, I think that spot could be the matchup-driven spot. I think you know in some situations, I think you could start Seth Curry. Let's say you do play, uh, let's just say like Portland. Could you get away with, you know, would you rather Seth Curry guard CJ McCollum or would you rather uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. or Justin Jackson guard garden CJ McCollum? I think if you're playing Portland, you could get away with starting DeLon Wright and Seth Curry. But there's a lot of other situations that you might you know, prefer Justin Jackson or Hardaway starting you know, instead of Seth Curry. That's the fifth spot I think is up in the air right now. Yeah, yeah, that, it's going to be interesting to see. Who they decide. Do you think at some points they could even, well, it, yeah, it could be one of those wing players. You slide Doncic down and you start, you know, like a Justin Jackson or Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't know if they'll do that from the start, though. Um, but they could. It, I think that, that kind of could be like a training camp. They try and figure out, like, what's the best thing that we, you know, in yeah. preseason, too, we might we might see them roll out one starting lineup and another one the next game and another one the next game. Just give every one of those a chance to uh, try and figure out which one's the best because – how they're going to use Curry and and or how they're going to use Doncic and Porzingis is is interesting too. How, the, how those guys are going to interact on the court and which players around them fit better. I think the best fit would be Curry, just with this, just for the spacing, 
mm-hmm. the, the extra playmaking there. Because DeLon Wright, he can give you some playmaking, but I think Curry gives you that extra uh, that you need. Do you, do you ever see a scenario where it's Brunson and DeLon Wright? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll try it out. I just, I really like the idea of Brunson running that second unit yeah. and in that JJ Barea type of role. And I think that that's ideally what his spot is moving forward. And I think if you can keep him at that, that would be ideal. Um, yeah, to, I think to roll out a second unit of Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian, Maxi, and uh, Boban. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I like that. Maybe you just gotta figure throw out what, Justin Jackson here or there. I was gonna say you gotta. We can't look past Justin Jackson. Dallas loves him, and it would not shock me if he's starting on night one. I know that that is you know a red flag of oh if Justin Jackson starting night one that something went wrong in free agency. <laughs> I just know they really like him, and if his three point shot is consistent, and that that is the you know, like I, there's an, could we see Dorian Finney Smith start with Delon Wright and Luca? And it's, you don't have the shooting at that point, but you have the defense at that yeah, point. matchup driven. Yeah, so if you're going against, like, Houston and you're saying, hey, I'd like to put Dodo on Harden and DeLon Wright on Chris Paul, you know, something like that. We don't know. That's what, It's that fifth spot that they have to figure out in the rotation. And ultimately, I think that's the DeLon Wright move. I kind of think it takes him out of the Dragic thing. And, I mean, we see that they weren't willing to take on Dragic before, I don't think they would circle back around to that now because then let's just say you spent the cat list. They're at 14 now and they're at 14 and uh, there's, there's still moves to be made. There's still ways that they can take in some of these guys and dump them. So let's take another break. And when we come back, let's uh, discuss some of those options and uh, why the Mavericks are now probably out of the Dragic dump. All right, Isaac. So the Mavericks will no longer be dumped upon by the, uh, <laughs> the heat for Goran Dragic probably they're probably out of that now there's a world where they they still do that and then they start Dragic and DeLon Wright I think interesting yeah because then you have to ask yourself okay well first off let's just address the money if, if they're around the 14 now they can still the stretch the Courtney Lee contract to get more money they would get to space. 20 they would get back to 22 yeah to where they can absorb a Dragic or somebody else but then you ask the question, okay, would they take Dragic on after DeLon Wright? So then you're sitting there with Dragic, DeLon Wright, Seth Curry, Jalen Brunson, and J.J. Barea. Whenever he comes back. Yes. So in a, if you're considering Seth Curry a point guard, that's five point guards that are not your primary point guard because Luka is. So... <laughs> <laughs> So what that? <laughs> well, when you put it like that, Isaac, that's where you have to you know ask the question because Dragic, if you do you know bring him into your cap, he's definitely going to start. So at that point, let's just say he started, and then the other guys came off the bench. Then you're bringing Seth Brunson, Delon Wright, JJ, wherever he fits into that off the bench. I don't. That's I just don't. I feel like the Dragic thing is even more long shot now that Delon Wright's in the picture. I also think that naming all those guys. If if the Mavericks get solid seasons from a lot of these guys, then they could be put together and packaged for a trade. I think these are very tradable contracts. These are guys that you can you can start adding them together. Like okay, Maxi plus Seth plus you know Delon. All of a sudden you got you know you're at like twenty something million dollars, and you're like okay, we could start working with this. You know uh, they wouldn't trade those guys because they just signed them, but you know what I mean. They can. Uh, these are tradable deals too. It, it, yes, that I think that's one of the underlying things that. 
not a lot of people are talking about because we're exce- we want to be excited about these guys and we're going to hype them up when watch them playing you know with the Mavericks jersey on. But a lot of these guys, these are favorable deals when you're looking at trades down the road. I mean, you look at Dwight Powell. I mean, just over. The, I mean, and they're all locked in for the next three years. Dwight at Powell least three will never years. be traded. He'll be a Maverick forever. He'll break <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki's record of most games played. But like P- Powell, 10, 10, 11. Delon Wright, 9, 9, 10. You know, Maxi, 7, 8, 9. Seth Curry, 7, 7, 8. Dorian three four four. I mean, I'm that I'm just doing rough amounts at that point. These are all favorable deals locked in for players that are in their you know mid to late twenties. So when it comes to different trade packages that you can try to, yeah, I get they don't have their draft picks that you know they gave those away in the KP stuff. But when it comes to you know guys being on the market come this trade deadline or moving forward. They have contracts now that can can match these things. When you go back to looking at like Boston, when people were talking about Boston being able to match like an AD trade, what was the one of the biggest things? They're like the Marcus Smart contract. It was right there at that like ten or eleven mark, and how huge that was to match salaries and stuff. Dallas can throw any of these you know these numbers together and match pretty much any salary in the book. I mean, they're not expiring at that point, but. It, it gives them a lot of flexibility because these contracts are super tradable. And you've seen, even listening to like Bill Simmons' latest podcast, however you feel about Bill Simmons, but he, I thought he made a good point, and it kind of referenced back to Dallas. You know, he gets he He's talking about how he gets frustrated with all these teams of, of because they, they just went out and spent all their money super quick. He's like, I would just hold my cap space and hold your cap space to where you're not, you don't have to go spend it. And you don't have to spend it on all these dumb deals. And then you're stuck in these spots like the Knicks who probably would take on Russell Westbrook right now, but now they can't because they have all these dumb contracts that they signed. So you have like, what I made that point at the beginning of free agency. I, I said to everybody, the Mavericks need to be patient and not blow their load at the beginning of free agency and to, to wait out and to try and get some of these deals. And I think DeLon Wright and Seth Curry were both examples of that. Now, everybody was frustrated in the middle because it didn't seem like they are going to get anybody, but I think both those guys are solid deals and solid players to get on these contracts. Yes. I mean, Dallas has signed you know, so far outside. Out, just look at the people they have signed. Maxi, Dorian, Boban, Seth, and DeLon Wright. Those five guys. And Powell the extension. Powell the extension. None of us are sitting here screaming right now that they're overpays. Like, no, like they're all pretty fair deals. That When you look at it, you're like, solid deals across the board. And so there, we don't, there is a lot of teams and a lot of fan bests right now that are like, man, they're pissed about at least one signing. Or at least one. I mean, yeah, we have our Courtney League. I mean, our Tim Hardaway contract. You know, on the books, they were like, we got to figure out what. But this offseason, they didn't overpay. They didn't. You know, we could be setting that Julius Randle for twenty one million a year instead of Delon Wright and Seth Curry. I would much rather have Delon Wright and Seth Curry instead of Julius Randle for twenty one. I agree. So if you look at like Isaac just said, you look at the offseason the Mavericks have had. They re-signed Porzingis to the five year deal. They get, uh, they re-sign Dwight Powell to the extension. They re-sign Maxi four years, thirty-five. They re-sign Dorian Finney-Smith three years, twelve million dollars. That deal could be really, really good. Uh, and then they add guys: Delon Wright three years, twenty-nine. Seth Curry four years, thirty-two. And Boban two years, seven million dollars. If I said that to you at the beginning of the off-season that the Mavericks would end up keeping all of their guys that we like 
and also adding these three guys that we all liked. I mean, we liked DeLon, right? We didn't think he'd be available because he's restricted. We liked Seth Curry. We wanted to bring him back. And we liked Boban as that that you know bruiser, the, the big that can you know bang down low. We, we liked all those guys. I think this has been a successful offseason. Am I crazy? Yeah, well, I would say I would say that hey, good offseason, not fully not ecstatic about it. Successful. Not like fully. Yeah, a good offseason, you add pieces, but I wouldn't be like if you told me that before, I would be like, "Man, okay, who do we swing and miss on?" Like I I wanted a couple bigger cuz I yeah, I would have preferred Danny Green. I mean, yeah. I, I would I, Danny Green would have fit. Or Beverly. Be- be- if we're talking but, the beginning yes, of the offseason. Danny Green, Beverly, I would definitely have preferred that, and I would have been <laughs> pretty pumped about uh, about them. But they got like the uh, they got the uh, the great value brand, Danny Green and Patrick Beverly. <laughs> great, great value brand. Um, I think at this point, the next move for them that I I don't think that you know watch them go do something tomorrow. And this is completely irrelevant, but. I think the next spot's the wing spot. It, you know, whatever use it now. Wing they're pushing spot. the, they're pushing the roster limit at this point. But you know, they can always do something with the Courtney contract and Ryan broke off all that stuff. But I'm more focused on the wing spot. If you could use, you know, the trade window that they're off, they're operating in right now. Because we were talking before this, as of this moment at 11:10 Central Times on Sunday night. Nothing is official except for the Dwight Powell extension. Yeah. The Dwight Powell extension came through. That's official, but it doesn't affect anything now. It just extends his contract past this year for three more years. Yeah. So the Seth Curry signing is not official yet. The trade for DeLon Wright, that was all reported today, not official yet. You know, Boban, none of these got nothing is official yet on the books. So that tells us that Dallas is still canvassing the market. Now, Monday morning, as you listen to this pod, Everything could you know come through all at once for Dallas, and there you go, it's it's in play, and this is irrelevant. But you know what could be the fallout from the Westbrook and all that stuff? That's what you know, we got to see if Dallas can get. I think it's also important that they're still at summer league too. I wonder if you know if the Mavs people are there. Everyone is there. Like like that's the that's the probably the best part about summer league. People don't freak out about summer league because of the basketball. The basketball is largely very awful. <laughs> but yeah. being around all the people, there's a thousand media credentials that were given out. for or summer league there's all these teams that woge and zach Lowe famously do all these podcasts with all these different people because they're all in the same place right now so everyone's talking and doing things and so right now we talked about the westbrook thing yesterday if you want to hear us talk about that go listen to yesterday's podcast there is you know still the thunder want to get under the luxury tax there's other moves they have to make they could just dump russell westbrook and they'd still have to do something else i think <laughs> to, to get under the luxury tax it's just wild um and and one thing with Westbrook thing, Houston's been mentioned. Tim McMahon reported yeah. that Houston is interested in that. They always are. Capella, Eric Gordon, and PJ Tucker would be around the same price as Russell Westbrook. I think their first option would definitely be to trade Chris Paul to make room for Russell Westbrook. But who knows? <laughs> somebody would take them or not? That'd be wild but, if they didn't. Going back to the whole Jimmy Butler conversation, if they had to clear out space to bring in Russell Westbrook and they're calling around the league saying, all right, our, I know our options are limited right now, but we need somebody to take Capella, Gordon, and Tucker. Sign me up for Gordon and Tucker. <laughs> if that, like Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Westbrook to go to Houston because, one, I just love to see that locker room. But, <laughs> two... 
we're about the only team now that has cap space that we could take an Eric Gordon or PJ Tucker. One of those guys, I would love them uh, to become a Maverick. So that's why when the DeLon Wright news came out, I was like, okay, is there more to this? You know, it's a sign and trade. It, can we circle Andre Iguodala into this deal too? I would love to gotten, you know, Iguodala and DeLon Wright in that deal. But uh, that's it's that portion of your cap space that's still left i would love to them to canvas the trade market and to try to bring in another wing um ideally in my opinion yep and they can still do that they still have that flexibility and until all these deals become official uh, they can still you know make that happen with the cap space so we'll just be watching out for that uh go to albert namad he has some good stuff on the cap as well um and he's way smarter than us about about cap stuff so he understands different moves the Mavericks could make but right now we're just waiting to see if once they you know finalize a lot of these deals that's when we kind of can think that they're kind of done right until then though yeah there can still be another move and uh, we hope they make another move because we like moves and uh, we think that the Mavericks I, I wanted to come out of the offseason with two starters now if those two starters are DeLon Wright and Seth Curry you know that's fine with me for right now for what I think the Mavericks want to do next year but if they could get one more guy somebody like like Tucker or Gordon, somebody like that. I think that that would be, that would maybe be more of a successful off season. Yeah, and you know, over the coming days, we'll look at the playoff picture. A lot of people tweet as back, all right, what 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 does our playoff chances look like right now, and all this stuff. We'll kind of revisit all of that, where Dallas stands, what groupings they could be in with other teams and stuff. Uh, but. Yeah, the longer that these deals are not official, the more that it shows you that Dallas is still working the phones and talking with some people. Uh, the Russell Westbrook stuff, I mean, that trade could drop tomorrow on Monday or it could happen months from now or they could just hold on to him. But, yeah, I just want to see when these deals become official because that could you know change everything. Who knows? Who knows what could happen with Russell Westbrook? All right, there you go. DeLon Wright. A Maverick. We're excited. Deals are not official yet, so still moves could be made. We're excited about the rest of the offseason. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Shout out to Mike Blaze. Thanks for being a listener every single day. You're the man, Mike. Peace out. Boom. Boom.